Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Section, a podcast brought to you by the Rider News. My name is Carlo Pascal, joined alongside with the two sports editors for the Rider News, Dylan Manfrey and Sean Chornobroff. Now, we've got a lot to talk about today. The two basketball teams, the men's and women's basketball teams, having a very, very rough time uh, so far this season. And we're going to start with the men's team, so I'm going to pass it off to Sean. Go ahead. Yeah, I guess I'll just start this off with, like, I guess your basic progress report. I guess I'll put it like that. But the men's team currently sitting between 8th and ninth in the MAC. Keep in mind, one of the teams has yet to play, Quinnipiac. So, you know, you could even call that 10th uh, and 11th if you want. But they played another bottom of the MAC team this past weekend in Fairfield. They're, they're 8th and ninth. Riders 8th and ninth. Manhattan sitting at 10th. And Riders split them. Riders split both games. First game, they came out really good. They kicked back at it, but Riders showed some maturity. They made so many late free throws. Dwight Murray Jr. was sensational, putting up 20 points, icing the game, never really letting Fairfield take the lead. The second game, come out with the same exact energy, same exact energy. They rushed out to an early lead. I think they were up like 13-2 to two early, and I was like, oh, wow, we're going to get a sweep. You know, maybe Ryder isn't this bottom tier of the MAG team. Maybe this is the turning point weekend. As soon as I thought that, Fairfield clawed back in, goes on a 19-4 to run, and takes the lead with three minutes left in the first half. And then once they take the lead, they never gave it back. Ryder chips the lead, lead down to five but in late in the second half, but then just like that, we see turnovers, sloppy fouls, inconsistent basketball. They're trying to push, push, push. This Ryder team just needs to learn to slow the ball down. This team is its best when it's moving the ball. Whenever you're seeing Baggett Coyle plays and they're doing handoffs, misdirections, kind of like they're having guys run around, off-ball screens, things like that, they get the looks they need to win, to get the shots they want, because this team has some good shooters, even if they've gone a little bit cold. But as the game settles in, they keep going on these stretches where they're where they're too focused on me, 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 or it's like you got guys who really think they could just take over this game. And they need, to, they need to keep on this consistent path of team ball. They need to keep in pack, this consistent path of facilitating. Dwight Murray Jr., top 10 in every max statistic, top two in assists, top 10 in points, top 10 in field goal percentage, top 10 in rebounds, or like top five in, or top eight in rebounds. Let, let him facilitate. Let him do whatever he's going to do. But these guys off the ball too. Baggett said after the game, it can't just be Murray and Inks. It can't just be Murray and Inks. Because I flat out asked him, I was like, Murray and Ings, they combined for like 11 points after the last loss. I believe it was. After the loss against Fairfield, they combined. I know Murray had seven points. Murray had seven points. This is a guy who averages around 14 a game and puts up 20 the night. Is it hard? Can your team win if these guys can score? And Anagard dominated conference. That's what the MAC is. Baggett was very blunt and said it. It's hard, but we need other guys to step up. Other guys being guys like Rodney Henderson, who's been somewhat of a liability defensively, but he's he's one of the Mac's best shooters when he's hot. But in his last three games, one for 13 from beyond the arc. He went 0 for 5 in their loss to Fairfield in 19 minutes of play. It's not like he rebounds well, really, or does anything else either. He just goes out there and shoots. They need more guys to step up. And Jerry Ogamuno Johnson, Tyrell Bladen, their center duo, are still finding their groove. Those guys need to continue to blossom. And again, I would say it's all about the MAC tournament. So you can hit your bumps in the road now, but Ryder is in the midst of its schedule. You have Niagara next week, who's one of those four and four teams right now. They're one of those middle of the pack teams. Can Ryder steal one from them? And then 
you have the Siena Saints, the preseason first-ranked team led by Jalen Pickett, who in their first weekend of play, because, you know, COVID just kept finding its way back to there. I don't know what their players are doing in their free time, but they're certainly certainly not social distancing. They're saying they're doing the way it's found it there so often. I'm not saying it's their fault, probably just really bad luck. But nonetheless, they had to wait till 2021 to play. They come out against Monmouth, who is the preseason fourth-ranked team in the MAC. Very good team, top to bottom. They win both games, not to mention they had some immaculate uh, social justice uniforms. They should make them their permanent uniforms. But more impressive than their uniforms was Jalen Pickett, who's the max leading scorer in points per game. I know it was only two games, but it's against one of the best coaches in the MAC and one of the best overall teams. And they ha- and they were forcing turnovers. The Siena Saints are great. I and Ryder already lost two to Iona, but so I'm expecting them to lose both to Siena. If I'm really if I'm being blunt, if they steal one from Siena, that's a one and a half. But they need to steal one from Niagara. They can't be losing both games to mid to mid conference teams. They need to they need to be they need to beat take one from Niagara next weekend. They need something to kick themselves into gear and say, hey, we're sitting at eighth. Niagara's currently sitting at fifth at 500. We know we should have beaten Fairfield and been the exact same. Let's slowly climb back to that 500 mark or get really close to it by the end of the season. It only takes one game to really find your groove, one really good win, and I thought that first Fairfield win was going to be that, but I think I might have been wrong. So Ryder needs to find its groove, and we need they need to get their long-range shot working because – Ryder is currently six in the MAC in where well, that's my bad. That's normal uh, percent or no, they are six in the MAC in three points made with thirty one percent. A couple of weeks ago, they were up by thirty five or thirty six. The last three games have been atrocious from beyond the arc, and even the one one of their games it was against Iona. They went like twenty seven minutes without hitting a three, and at the end they just hit like eight threes in the lot in garbage time and a blowout loss to chip into it. So even that, like these percentages are kind of misleading. Ryder needs to get more consistent at shooting the three, but, but also defending the three because they sit dead last in three point defense in the back. So they need, if, they, if they're going to win, they need more consistent play from their supporting guys. And that includes Ings Murray. Cause like I said, Murray scores 21 nights, seven, the next. So you need more consistent play from them and everybody else. The, issue with this rider team is it can inconsistency and if coach Baggin can figure that out they'll start to see a couple more wins in the win column they'll see a couple more notches in the win column pretty soon all right well i i mean i've been at the games too and they they cannot hit three pointers for their to save their lives right now especially the games that i went to like they they just could not hit, hit threes at all and that uh that transitions over to the, yeah. that transitions over to the to the women's team now uh Dylan if you want to take it from there. Yeah, this team really just needs consistent scoring. Against NJIT, they had I think three players in double figures. It was the first time that's happened all season long. And you know later that week I asked um you know coach Milligan you know if you need if you're going to need that you know, more often to get to get some wins because that was against NJIT and that was their only win of the season. Right now, Riders one in ten, and yes, they've had. I think they've had double digits. Um, multiple players score double figures. I think I want to say maybe four times this season, maybe five. You know, prior to last weekend against Fairfield, and you know, Coach Milligan came back and said to me, "Listen, we might need four or five players in double figures and she believes that they're capable of having that 
Do I believe five players can can score consistent double figures on this team? No, not you're not gonna have five players scoring figures game in and game out. Maybe you get four. Maybe like you get four against like a lower run team like Canisius, who right now I think is zero and four in conference play. Monmouth hasn't played a game by the way in conference play, and Siena is zero and two. Then you have Ryder who's zero and six in MAC play, which is atrocious by the way they should have won at least one of those games against Iona and I thought and I really thought they had a good chance to steal one from Fairfield if they stole one from Fairfield in that first game my god I think we would be having a different conversation right now but you know their three-point defense let up coming into the weekend they were they were second in the league in three point in defending the three and in the first game they give up they let Fairfield shoot 58% from the field, including four or five in the fourth quarter. That's what ballooned their lead up to 70 to 59, well, which was the final score. But Ryder really kept it close the majority of the way. And this team has the parts to be good. They do. I'm not saying they don't. I'm not saying they're not. They're not like, they don't have, poten- it's not that they don't have potential to be good. They do. They just got to really capitalize on everything that they're doing. And that's going to be tested even more as they go into series against some of the lesser no, lesser teams in the MAC, like Siena, who actually they're going to play um, at they're going to play at Siena this coming weekend, January eighth and 9th, after Niagara um, had a po- had another positive test. The Purple Eagles were supposed to come to Alumni Gymnasium this weekend, but their test knocks them uh, knocks them out, and so now Ryder's going to Siena in this circus of a season. Sean, what does John Rothstein say? Like, when about scheduling? Stay positive, that, test it, negative. Well, that, but like he has that saying against like <laughs> he has that saying of like like college basketball scheduling. I, can't, I don't even remember it. I don't know. Oh, I just know. oh, it's like weirder than crazier than a rodeo or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. John Rothstein's a weird guy. <laughs> he's a weird guy. I, like he's he's amazing reporter. He's an amazing reporter, but like. He's a weird guy. <laughs> so, Sienna right now is 0-2. And, and Sienna was, again, one of the lesser, one of the lower teams in the, one of the lower teams in the MAC preseason poll. If Ryder can't steal a win against them, or they can't steal a win against Canisius, we're going to have a much different conversation. Because you're all, because, you know, Milligan keeps saying that she's fine with their process. That's cool. But let it show. Let it show in your let it show in your record. Like get some wins under your belt. You know, Michaela Fireball said she's never had a losing season. That's out the window. You know, hey, your first year in college, yeah, you're gonna have a losing season. That that is way out the window. Sorry. You know. But honestly, one thing that I love what Ryder has done lately, to put a positive on here, they are really good at exploding teams three two zone defense, specifically the three two zone defense. Victoria Toomey is very intelligent of getting down low. So is Deja Moses. And the point guards, you know, Michaela Fireball, Maya Hyas, and Amanda Mobley, they are very good at feeding the Brock to them down low. They know how to work the zone, and Maya Hyas knows how to get into the corners and maybe hit a three or a mid-range jumper here and there. Michaela Fireball is great at finding her, at creating her own shot opportunities, but quite honestly, sometimes they just don't fall. And that was really the story of the second game against Fairfield. 
Yeah, I, from what I saw when I was there too, they they have they all of their depth is very very good as well. They had a lot of players come off the bench that are really talented as well as their their starters, and they just have a very deep bench is what it seemed like for me at least when I was there taking pictures and stuff like that. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Ryder has a has a deep bench too. Like Ryder has Ryder's. Ryder played all five guards against um, against Fairfield in that second game of the series. You know, we saw everybody from Amanda Mobley down all the way down to Molly Lynch get in the game, and you know, Mil- you know, Milligan said that was an intentional move. Like, and even though Amanda Mobley didn't play a majority of the second half, um, you know, probably just watching that ankle because you know this was her first series back, and this was really also Ryder's first series back playing with a full strength lineup. I'll tell you the truth. You know, because Victoria Toomey was out with, from concussion protocol, missing, I think, two games. And Amanda Mobley, I think, only missed one. But, you know, they had the holiday break. So that was, um, you know, her, I guess her recovery time. But, yeah. So this is a good team when they're healthy. I think we just – they just need to get back into their flow and, you know, show what they can do together, honestly, because they have potential. They do. But it's going to be really tested when they – actually play a beatable team like Sienna this coming weekend or, you know, Canisius later on. Dylan, I got a question. So is there a chance you think this Ryder team goes winless like throughout the entire season? Hmm. That's a bold move. I don't think they're going to go winless. I think they'll steal. They might. I think they're going to split a series against a team you might not expect them to. Like Kinesis right now is zero and four. They might they might split that one. Sienna's zero and two right now. And they got more experience. Really, in the, are you talking about Mac play? Is that their overall records? No, I'm talking about Max play. Mac play specifically. Okay, but either way, Ryder. So those teams have had more uh, COVID breaks. I'm assuming if they only have two or four games in Mac play. Ryder's played yeah, all their Mac games. Yeah, and that's game, the so. thing. That's the thing. That's also the thing. Riders played all of their games. So we really have a full, well-rounded look at this team. Whereas other teams, we we might not have that. So that that's why I'm saying, like, I think they might be able to split some because they're gonna because teams are gonna be teams are gonna be fresh coming out and they're gonna have some time. Ryder already has that. Ryder already has like some experience under them. But even even with Niagara, they were they were paused, I want to say twice before once or twice before their most recent one that was announced today and they came in and beat iona in the i think their second game yeah they split either way they split this iona series and iona beat Ryder twice right i thought niagara one of those i thought one of those no i agree 100 percent. i thought niagara was gonna look much worse than it did but the thing is that's but the thing is, they came in and they actually they were competitive with Iona enough to steal a win. So that's why I'm saying anything's possible with this with this Ryder team because even though Ryder has much more experience, you know, once they play Canisius or something or Sienna this weekend, we could have a case like we could have a situation like Niagara did. You know, come in, beat a more experienced team. Iona's more experienced than Niagara. You know, Niagara doesn't have Maddie McIntyre anymore, but Iona still has Juana Chameleon. You know, and uh, Olivia Vesaldinos, you know, who is a 
phenomenal three-point shooter. She is so underrated from behind the arc. I just need to get that out there. She's phenomenal. Uh, one of the one of the better bench players in the league. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I don't think they're gonna go winless, but they might be searching for their first win a little while longer. I can see it. I can definitely. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, yeah, I could see it I too. Mean, so I guess my question for you, Sean, if you could, if you could, Sean, my question for you right now is if you could name one or two things that the men need to improve on to be become more consistent and and really steal some wins because obviously we're all looking toward the MAC tournament in March and we're looking for riders to get past that quarterfinal hump that it that it's been in for however long now i want to say 7 maybe 7 years i don't know off the top of my head i, I don't know off the top of my head either Okay, so I'm going to use a weird comparison here, right? Okay. So I have a group of friends, and obviously, like, we're all passionate about sports. And, we t- and like, last year, you know, we we loved Julius Randle for no reason. Like, I've loved him before he even signed with the New York Knicks. He's the Knicks' best player, if anybody knows. Even last year, he led the Knicks in points, rebounds, assists, everything. And everybody was like, oh, he sucks. And, no, me and my friends were like, nah, he makes all the plays. He's the playmaker. Like, we've been calling Julius Randle the playmaker for since last December because he makes all the plays. Right now, Dwight Murray Jr. makes all the plays – like Randall did last year, but they had no success because nobody around them because can be consistent. Dwight Murray hmm. Jr. can't do everything at all times. Like I said, he can't, nobody can. It's, it's especially if you could do, if you could score 15 points, six rebounds, five assists every single night without any drop off, he would be transferring from Ryder after this season, going to play at a power five school, like a Dementia Vaughn and a Frederick Scott did. But those guys next to him, like Christian Ings, need some more consistency in his like however many 20 minutes of play per night i need to see more from rodney henderson can't be going on really horrible stretches of play like this we need to see more from nehemiah bensey again like seven eight minutes a game and he's got a lot of trust for a freshman very little production to come out of it alan powell has been kind of odd at all but i'm a really big alan powell fan so i think so and honestly i want to highlight one guy because the most consistent player on this roster rider team has been Dontrell McCorder. Every time Ryder needs a bucket, this guy brings it out. Out of nowhere. Every time they need a big rebound, he brings it out. They need a charge, he can do it. Last, like there was a game, I think one of the Fairfield games, he was leading the team. He was second on the team in scoring and first in assists through the first half. He's not amazing at everything, but he's ferocious, high IQ, and does everything good. But some of these guys, like the, the centers that I highlighted on, if they want to steal a win in March, we need to get to the foul line more, which honestly, this sounds weird, but we can steal a game in March based off the fact that we are the best free throw shooting team in the MAC. If Rodney Henderson has one of his hot games, if Dwight Murray does what he does as a facilitator, if Christian Ings can really drive and get to the line, those guys are really good free throw shooters. Ings and Murray, those guys both are shooting above 75% from the line this year. Those guys can consistently get to the line. We stretch out the game, and Ryder is usually around 500 in the rebounding battle. You still you still you win the rebounding battle. Ryder can take a game in the MAC tournament. We just can't do it against Siena. We need to find a way to get up to that set eight seven seed to where we're playing a Monmouth. We're playing um we're playing another one of the good, not top two. Because right now I see Siena, Iona, everybody else. I don't care about anybody else because those are the top two. So Ryder needs to find a way to get itself at the eight or nine seed at the end of the season. 
so they could play one of those teams like a Niagara or a Mammoth. I think they could in a one-off. Maybe they could beat a Mammoth because I think Dwight Murray Jr. can match up against Deion Hammond. Their best players can go head for head, so it comes down to the supporting cast. But if Ryder wants to take a game in the MAC tournament, they need to get to the line. Rodney Henderson Jr. needs to be hot, and they just need Dwight Murray Jr. to do what he does. And then you need Bladen and Jerry to play their best basketball, which we've seen glimpses of it. It just all needs to come together. It sounds like a lot, but I think it's a possibility. But I'm going to make this prediction a little bit early. I think we break the quarterfinal hump next year. Ryder only loses Rodney Henderson Jr. out of this starting lineup. They're going to bring back Ings, Murray, Johnson, Bladen, McCorder. That's five. That's five guys I just um, mentioned. Then you're going to have Powell off the bench. Nehemiah Benson as a sophomore. Jordan Smalls has some great developmental upside. I think, Carollo, you photographed the one game where uh, Jordan Smalls got in. Yeah. And the kid in nine minutes scored nine points, but also fouled out. Yep. It was, yep. One of the, it, it was like a basketball. Fouled out nine on. minutes? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they kept driving. Uh, I mean, a lot of them were just like, he's kind of a slimmer guy, and they just kept driving into the lane. He's just not, um, he, he, he was, he's just not polished defensively remotely, but that's a guy with such good athletic upside. But you're going to be bringing back Inks, like I said, Powell, Pope, Benson, Jerry. You're bringing back everybody not named Rodney Henderson. And you're going to be getting a guy like Corey McKeithen back from injury. Malachi DeSouza will be available, who's a transfer from Albany, once the second semester starts and he, his credits are official. So next year, this team's going to be one of the deepest top to bottom of the MAC. They can break that quarterfinal hump next year. But Baggett needs to make sure that guys like Powell, Ings, Benson, because I like Nehemiah Benson, and Jordan Smalls, if those guys can start to take those next steps this year, next year's going to be a great year of Ryder basketball. But this year's a building year. We're going to see a lot more rough patches, and we go from there. Yeah, I – you know, you mentioned something about one of their most consistent players. I think you said Don Chong recorded it was I'm, – I'm a fan – I'm a real big fan of Sophia DeMauro. She comes into the game, and she, her core vision is very good. Her her court she knows how to read the floor she knows how to she knows how to expose that three two zone, and she knows how to facilitate people and the players in the corner like my highest and she knows how to get the ball down the low to Victoria Toomey Deja Moses all of them and by the way Victoria Toomey I need to shout her out she had a great game the other day probably one of the best games I've seen from her you know she started the game three for three from the field and I think had six points at that point and she she overall just looked great probably one of the best games I've seen from her. So it was very, it was really encouraging to see that. I'm, I am a big Victoria Toomey fan as well, and I think she has a lot of room to grow. One thing that concerns me about the schedule, you know, Sean, to your question before, they're not going to get a win until maybe February. They're going to lose both to Quinnipiac because you're not stopping Mackenzie DeWeese and uh, Michaela Morris. This is not happening. Shaq, Ed, Shaq Edwards, you're not stopping any of them. You got Marist and, you know, Sarah Barcelo, you know, Willow Duffel, all of them, Ali Best. You, you, forget it. Like, just forget it. And you're playing at Marist, by the way, at, on January 29th and 30th. Then you got St. Peter's at home, February 5th and 6th. St. Peter's right now is 4-2 in the Mac, I meant to say. And they're a much better team than they were last year. Much, much better. 
And then you have Canisius, February 12th and 13th. So it's going to be a bit of time before this team gets a win. And after that, they only got the Monmouth series left. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a little little ways away. For, it's going to uh, be a ride. We'll, we'll get there. It, it's going to be, be, yeah. be a ride. It's going to be a ride for sure. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a ride for sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. Go Bronx, baby. <laughs> Go Bronx, baby. Go Bronx. Well, if you if you guys have uh, anything to say before we uh, wrap it up for either team, uh, go ahead. Like consistency predictions for next game, uh, anything like that. Go ahead. Go I'm Bronx, gonna baby. Go Bronx. <laughs> oh, so the next game, they're against Niagara. They're against Ni- they're against Niagara, right? Niagara. Like I said, middling team, just want to make sure I preview this correctly. And they're coming off a series where they almost – where they split, but they should have swept against Marist. This Niagara team is a very good team. I'm just going to say it. I feel horrible saying this, but this is a team that swept Fairfield, who Ryder just had a close split with, by double digits in each game, beating by 17 and 20 at home. So not, not now we go to Niagara. I, I think it will be around the same. I think we're in for a rough – weekend of rider basketball coming up I, I think niagara they got one of the most they got the most underrated player in the mac in my opinion of marcus hammond this is going to be niagara is going to be sitting at six at uh six and four in mac play after this weekend oh wait that number is not correct i'm sorry i oh my god but what are they in mac play that's their overalls they'll be sitting at um five five and three four and four is their overall record i looked at that wrong my apologies but they'll be five and three in mac play after this weekend and Ryder will be at a healthy two and six. Let's see. After this, all right, after this weekend, I would love to see Ryder be. I would love to see Ryder be one and one and eleven or two and eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I just love. I would love to see Ryder be two and eleven and get their first Mac win. I think it's possible against Sienna. Look, it's it's gonna come sometime. They're gonna get a Mac win. Whether, Anything is possible it's in Mac basketball. Because yes. we're the Mac. That's the Mac. Because we're the Mac. The best team in the men's didn't play until January and just looked like the best team in the conference. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's amazing, brother. We're we're the stinking Mac. That's the only that's the totally. only thing that has to be said. We're the Mac. We're the Mac. Yep. Go Bronx and Co Bronx. All right, but that's gonna wrap it up for the show here today. Uh, you've been listening to the Sports Section, a podcast brought to you by the Rider News. Have a good one, everyone. Wait, no one said Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. I think we said that on the oh, last yeah. episode. Happy though. New Year. We have not recorded the New Year. We no, have, we didn't. We haven't recorded the New Year. Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, everyone. But I think we the said The first right? episode of the New Year. Happy New Year, guys. <laughs> I think we said All right, Happy now New Year. Now we can end the yeah, show. Yeah, now we can end the show. Although I thought we said it and at Merry the end Christmas, of the last since we missed, might have missed that, too. Either way, if we did, I, I don't. I don't. I don't to all of our loyal lovers. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember if we did or not on the last show. But if we missed it, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, everybody. But that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Have a good one. <laughs>